Welcome to Art Mode, a podcast for all things art and illustration. I'm Stella. And I'm Rebecca. And today our topic is stressful, which is the weird mix of being successful and stressful. So Stella, tell us some more about this. Yeah, so stressful is kind of like a a word that encompasses being stressed, things being sucky while you're trying to get successful or you being successful and experiencing the amount of workload that is causing you immense stress. Uh, So what we will be talking about today is coping with stress and adulting. Also, there are different types of stress. So sometimes you'll be stressed by um, not getting what you want, but also getting what you want can be stressful too. So we will be touching upon that, uh, how to land jobs. Uh, We did talk about imposter syndrome, so being afraid uh, and that causing you stress. Also, how do you balance work and life? And of course, we will be touching upon how to manage stress uh, with creativity. So using creativity as a way to deal with stress. And we do have a secret surprise for you. We do have a guest today, which we will introduce to you a bit later. And now I am giving the floor to Rebecca, who will tell us a little bit more about being successful. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure if you're a creative person, there's a good chance you're quite a stressed person. Um, I feel like everybody thinks that artists are quite, you know, hippy dippy and chilled but there's a lot of stress that goes into like making work and working freelance and all those things so when I think of um like a career as an artist I immediately think that's stressful um or at least my experience has been quite stressful I don't know if there's anyone secretly getting by like the most chilled artist ever um but I think you run into that stress at some point for sure so that stress can start when you're like making the work or it can start when you, you know, it's like dealing with clients and that sort of side of it. Or it can even be um, like the stress of trying to get the work in the first place because that's a lot of hard work. Um, and, you know, you're effectively like, you're stressed before you even start working. Mm. It's like it's like when you get dressed in the morning um, and then like, I don't know, like... it it rains and your like bus doesn't show up and then you get soaked from a puddle and then your phone dies and you can't call work and then you show up to work and then you have to work for the day that's what it can be like trying to get work as an artist because like you're already drenched before you get to work sometimes so um yeah for for me like the stressful part comes with like all these little bits that can add up um, and I know like Stella you you said as well in the intro we're talking about the stress of not getting work um, and how like I guess tiring that can be because for a lot of people who work as an artist like that is your financial mm. um, you know backup and if not backup your main job and if you're not getting that then obviously like the stress is going to be mm. immense so it's like managing um, like your cash flow and like how to deal with like low points I guess in your freelance work if you're working freelance um so yeah like I know like we've talked about before in this uh, podcast Stella has a full-time job which is completely unrelated to her work so um I guess when when you're dealing with stress Stella it's more the side of your creative exploration and that being stressful is that right well to me there are so many uh, streams of stress <laughs> if you can think about <laughs> because um when you are doing 
something else and on top of that you have your creative career so you it's it's you're stressing about not doing enough or at least i'm yeah. stressing about so the the job itself where you do eight hours a day five days a week that is its own stress so you're dealing with the daily yeah. stress the tasks that you have the you know the schedules you have to deliver uh, getting the job done all the all these things that belong to a work day but where usually for some people it stops there then you have to start you know close mm. the laptop and then start creating and having on the back of your head during you know the work day that oh my god i should be drawing or i want to be doing this or you are scrolling online and you're seeing that all these artists are posting all the time and you're just here answering those emails and you're not doing <laughs> yeah. the artwork that is kind of on the back of your head as a stressor and once you sit down like you said um kind of having your day ruined before it even begins in a way uh so starting in to create uh with that level of stress already in you it's really difficult then to you know switch this off and that's when it sucks so that's why we've called it so stressful <laughs> and um yeah this uh stress in this case like from creativity because creativity can be very relaxing but on the other hand also it can be very stressful maintaining this on the long run or having it as a career or, you know, having any sorts of ambition related to your creative practice. So to me, um, kind of uh, trying to be successful or trying to stay on top of your creative practice is stressful and not getting what you want is stressful or trying to get there uh but also getting what you want and then coping with delivering and to keep it on top of things is another you know form of stress so there are so many aspects of this of the successful conversation and i think we will explore this today i hope hopefully from all sides <laughs> yeah i could I, I, like you said about like when when your bread and butter job isn't your art job it's like you <laughs> you you are doing all those things you're like you're it's like when you're when you suffer from depression and anxiety at the t same time it's like oh I, I need to be doing this but I have no motivation to do this and then the fact that I'm not doing it makes me more stressed mm. like it's like the circle of like you can't do more work but then you're stuck in the work you already have mm. so yeah t like balancing your bread and butter job if, if you have that as well as your art job um, it's so hard like I, I was the same when I was in a full-time job and I was trying to do art on the side like you, you just you're constantly watching other people like fly by you also it just, seems like, to you behind yeah mm. absolutely um it's a really good point that you said though about um like managing using your creativity to manage your stress because for me like the ideal situation of when I want to create is when I have absolutely nothing to do so like m my whole schedule is clear, you know, the like the housework's done, the bills are paid. Like the day where you wake up and you have nothing to do, I'm like, that's when I feel free to make work. And that never happens. You will never reach the day where you have nothing to do, right? So it's like, I guess it's like managing how to put all those things that you know you have to do aside for a minute and like opening yourself up to like, this is a relaxing time for me and really like get into it. And I guess that's kind of like, light a candle you know like set the mood like do something that you need to do to get into the creative zone so that you can just separate yourself from the stress for a minute um and I'm still figuring out how to do this I don't know if anyone's oh for me I yet, do have but... a I think actually that's a very good point because you have to like learn what are your routines that get you relaxed and kind of help you unwind and focus on 
not thinking about other things because it's very difficult and it's a practice and that's what actually meditation is uh focusing mm. on the current moment and catching yourself when you get caught up in thinking about bullshit basically so yeah really uh no it's never like a state of completely tuning in but like realizing that okay now i'm doing this i need to stop and uh one way of course to managing the stress can be meditation but if not that kind of person it could be sports it could be you know anything that works for you and we when you um it also can be things that help you once you sit down and do the work to focus and i have the stupidest more most ridiculous uh ritual when i'm painting and drawing and um Usually, you know, when you, um, if I take a little clip for social media, I would put like a nice music underneath and it's just like ding, ding, ding. And I'm drawing and it just looks so relaxing. But if I turn this off for a minute, you will realize that I have a candle lit up. I have a tea, which is strategically <laughs> placed to the side so that I don't dip with the, with the brush oh accidentally. God, yeah. And also on the back of, of this as a backdrop, it's not like the most relaxing music I've ever heard, but it's actually a true crime podcast. So for me, listening to, you know, this type of thing and you draw, it's kind of tuning out completely and uh it's not the most uh, instagram friendly to put the backdrop so you know and then the, he drugged he dragged the dead body to the bushes and then <laughs> this kind of thing so you just put a nice music and you know whatever works for you so for me <laughs> yeah absolutely. apparently this is what works and every time i'm kind of like making my own uh like a you, you stop the time and you make your own um cave of creativity which is then inspiring you so a little relaxing you know Put the light a bit down light up a candle or whatever works for you but i'm just saying what works for me so this is my ritual and whatever your ritual is as long as it works for you there is absolutely no judgment find you yeah. find what works for you to relax really good point i i used I, I got into yoga a few years back and i used to think oh yoga is like the weirdest most like kind of pretentious thing but really it's just like it's part of like being mindful and like letting yourself just sit with yourself in the moment it's like once you practice that sort of getting into that state where you can just be like you don't have to like think about the things mm. that you need to do you can just kind of separate I, I just do like five minutes sometimes when I need to start a task and I can't like relax I'll just like sit on the floor and just like have some deep breaths and like chill for a minute and then I'll go and do what I need to do and that's that's a, how I sort of try and cope with that now and I do that before like big stressful events and yeah. stuff as well if I'm just like in the anxiety circle like I'm just like right let's just have a minute where you'll just chill on the floor like as grounded as you can yeah but um that sounds very hippy dippy but like like we and Stella have talked about before like whatever works for you like find the thing that you can do um so I yeah, have like zero problem so being hippy dippy whatsoever, so exactly. it's fine. <laughs> uh, also, for me, yoga is something that's helped me relax. And there are certain like um, I do do I do do yoga at home uh, from YouTube. And again, shout out to Yoga with Adrian. She's helped me through many yeah. many different times. And uh, I used to go like um, so the hiring process for my current job was it, it lasted about like a month, and it was really stressful because there were like seven rounds of recruiting. And before each Whoa. before each interview, I was doing yoga yoga for confidence flow and it actually I felt so good uh going in so find you know the thing that uh like actually Adrian says in her videos find what feels good find whatever yeah. feels good yeah. to you Amen. and do more of that and you will find that the successful moments will be less present in your life or if if they not uh, you will find that you have a coping mechanism to um overcome 
that stress. That's just reminded me. Uh, I know they were asking Ellie Goulding what she did before she went on stage to like de-stress, and apparently she does push-ups. Ooh. I was like, can you? Like, I tried this once when I was really like worked up and I had loads of energy and I couldn't get it out. I was like, the yoga's not gonna work today. Let's do something more intensive. Do you know what actually worked really you did? well? I so can't maybe, do push-ups. Maybe push-ups is your thing, or like burpees. I don't know. Get the energy out, and then you can like. Mm. Yeah, breathe afterwards. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll leave you to figure out your own version of that, I guess. So, should we? I think it's time. time. I think it's it's, it's always a good time if you ask me. But today, now it feels like a particularly right time to do it. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to introduce our guest for today, um, who is correct me if I'm wrong, uh, La Femme Jojo, who is a brilliant um, London-based art director, fashion illustrator beauty illustrator um who works with digital illustration so you'll be able to find her online she's all over social media um at la femme jojo and she is a fellow perfectionist like like we are me and stella and uh, by the sound of it the stress master so we're gonna talk to her today about her experience like dealing with stress conquering stress um yeah so please tell us more about yourself jack uh, hello, thank you for having me. Um, you do make me laugh me say I'm the stress master. I feel like I need to live up to that title. So thank you. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I've worked uh, for over a decade in the fashion creative industry. I was trying to count up and I don't even know anymore how long I've been doing it. And I started as a graphic designer, worked my way into art direction. And the whole La Femme Jojo was a need for creative expression and returning to drawing and art. And, you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking that like, really, I created La Femme Jojo as a way to manage my stress. And I created it at a time when I was working in a job doing photo shoots and fashion and it was great, but I still felt like something was missing. And, and I found that when I would go home and I would draw, even if it wasn't great, if it was like, you know, everything I drew, I thought was crap, <laughs> didn't matter. It was like the art of meditation. Like every time I would draw, I would feel de-stressed and feel better. And I feel like maybe you're making me realize, I'm like, oh, that's my meditative practice is drawing because, you know, when you create your own creative ritual, it's not just the like the way you sit down and the mood and the candle and like the cozy environment. The it's just the act of <laughs> yeah, time for yourself. And, you know, I think it's important that you have your own creative thing that's just you and you don't do it for any reason other than for the joy of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I, I mean, you've, you've said it so well, actually, because we were talking about the prep but I, that the whole therapy of of doing art is the is the thing in itself half the time and i've i've i flip between both sides of this stella i don't know about you but there are like there are times where drawing is stressful and then there's the flip time where drawing is the most enjoyable relaxing thing so yeah yeah i mean I, I i love that she actually manages to find the creative child if you want to call it like the, her creative child was la femme jojo or la femme jojo like i call it in my head uh so finding kind of what makes you happy and it's still in a creative realm that is you know the the ideal scenario because for some people they need to get in a zone to to get creative if if the creativity process is stressing you out but uh finding um relaxation and creativity that's the best and for me um i'm thinking that 
it's so relaxing to, to, you know, to draw. And sometimes it is, and the intention is to relax, but I end up stressing myself as I'm drawing because then I judge what I'm doing. And I'm like, this is crap. And, <laughs> and it stops being enjoyable anymore. So I'm also having, I have a long way of learning how sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it is relaxing, but sometimes it ends up being frustrating. So it is a... We don't have to be about, about that. I mean, I do that too. I think that's why you and I became such good friends is because we give each other emotional support over that, where you're like, oh, everything I do is crap. And you're like, no, it's great. I love it. But I think sometimes uh, there's some days where we sit down and we draw and you're like, I'm on fire. That's amazing. <laughs> this is great. And then the next day you're like, I'm garbage. What is this? This is terrible. And I think, you know, then it's just maybe not the right time for you to draw. Maybe you should take a walk instead. Like I felt like sometimes I think you can't force yourself because then you like taint the experience because then maybe the next time you're stressed, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that because I'll be bad. Yeah. And that's you like with your head. Like I think you have to protect your creative space and like just go into it. And like you said, we're searching for that childlike feeling. I think we're always wanting to feel really creative and, and fearless and enjoy that moment but I am a perfectionist and I'm always wanting to become better and push my style and push my skill because you know everyone can be like oh your drawings are great that you just did of Haute Couture Week I'm like oh I think they're all rubbish you know I don't like that it's because we're always like it's the way I turn that I'm like very hard on myself that I try to turn into a positive and say like well it's because I want to be better and I want to get you know, explore my style and be more free and do all the things that I want to do. But at the same time, you have to be so hard on yourself. Just take a walk and like then draw whenever you feel relaxed. Like I think you have to kind of choose when's the right time to do it because sometimes when you're really, really stressed, drawing will only make you more stressed if you're bringing that negative energy to it. That's why I'm like, take a walk. And if after you take a walk, you feel like drawing, but you'll be calm then. Yeah. I don't think you should go to do your creative work when you're stressed because it might not, it might help like help you or it might make it a lot worse for you exactly so it's kind so of agree. feeling the moment and understanding that when is the right time because yeah i do agree that when you're really really stressed perhaps it's not the most uh like the, the best and brightest idea to sit down and do something that you will judge yourself on again so yeah i do find that finding you know for me also walking works a, a lot because nature has this soothing effect and sometimes we've been sending each other pictures of I'm walking in this forest look it's so nice and it's just it kind of like um, energizes you and calms your mind so when you go back it's kind of like you you have new eyes and you go with fresh mind and you know you start from from the blank page that is not scary anymore and you you kind of approach it with with sense of calm rather than self sense of anxiety and hoping that this blank page will fix your mental you know state that very rarely works for me um so tell me Giorgio do you consider yourself like a stressed person overall I would say no although you might say yes, yes based, on <laughs> based on how I know you <laughs> I know well I, I would say that I I mean I think the pandemic has changed us all and helped made us reevaluate our life and our work and how we do things so I think it Although it has been a very difficult year, I think we should always look to see the positives out of it and see, you know, how we take in more time for ourselves. Like in the UK, when we first locked down, I mean, everyone was baking bread, <laughs> they were planting in their garden, they were cleaning their oven. I, you know, I, I felt like everyone finally took the time to do something for themselves because they couldn't go anywhere and do anything. And I thought that in itself was quite beautiful that, you know, I said, why did it take this 
for you to finally take time to make a new hobby. And I think that, you know, I always, I think it's important to always see the positive in any situation. So, but I would say to speak from like a career point of view, because earlier you were talking about like your day job versus your creative job. And I can definitely speak to the professional point of view. And what's interesting and controversial that I will say is that working in the creative industry is not creative. It's not creative. Tell us. It's not. And I think the most important thing, the most important wisdom that I could ever impart to a nice young, fresh spring chicken coming out of school because they studied graphic design or whatever, and you think you're going to go in and create amazing stuff, probably not. You know, it's going to be marketing banners to sell a product. It's going to be an email. It's going to be a thousand revisions. Your spirit will be broken. <laughs> Great to brain that, that is boring as hell. <laughs> it will happen for the next decade. <laughs> like, it's just, I think... I think the most important thing that I've learned is that like you have to manage expectations with reality. And I could say that last year I went into freelance at a very big fashion company as a senior, like help the creative director, help the team, the younger team with their projects. And I, I basically became mother hen to like four young graphic designers and they were so stressed. They're so stressed. Like, you know, everything, I could see the environment that was happening there. I didn't blame them. And they were like, what do we do? What do we do? And I said, they're like, you're so relaxed, you're so relaxed. And I'm like, it's because I don't care. And because you don't work there as well. Because when you're full into the you situation. I said, listen, I say it sounds really dark, but just don't fucking care. Oh my God, I, I, can when... I just say about this? This is so true because I have a friend, she works at a creative agency and she was like, the point came and the only way to get through the stress is to stop caring. Like, I just yeah. read it. Yeah, and I'll expand upon that. This is my new philosophy. I was like, don't care and be dead inside. Because if you're dead, you don't feel. And if you don't feel, you don't feel stressed. There's my life. Georgia for president. Thank you. You hire. Yeah. You hire. I have to agree. Right, now I told you, I tear you down so I can rebuild you, right? We tore down the cell so we will rebuild Are we starting, you starting? That, was that the rebuilding um, part or was that the tearing down part? Well, that was tearing okay. you down. Tear down. Don't. Because I felt rebuilt. I was like, yes, I'm feeling it. <laughs> yes. Manage your expectations, right? If you don't care about the job, then you're free. Because at the end of the day, that job doesn't care about you. They don't. They can claim in the HR meetings and like all oh, company culture, they don't care about you. Because as soon as there's like redundancies and like budget cuts, you're gone and they don't give a shit, right? So if you can just accept, like, accept that and just come to terms that like, it's just a job. They don't care about me. Therefore, I do not care about them. I'm a professional. I come here, I do what I'm good at, and then I go home because I think the biggest mistake I made in my 20s and I was trying so hard to impart to them is like the problem that you have right now and the reason you're unhappy and stressed is because you are assigning your happiness to this job. You are not a happy, successful person because of this job. This job pays your rent and it feeds you. I said, but what about the what's important to you and who makes you who you are you are not this job you are a creative person who loves to go on long walks you do yoga you're an amazing cook you know you travel you do all this you you know like you have to be everything but your job and that's why when i say don't care about your job because your job isn't who you are it's just where you make money and i think what's really hard for creative people is when you try to have 
this creative profession. You're like, oh, you know, I'm an art director. I work in fashion. It sounds fucking fantastic. But let me tell you, it is shit most of the time because you, you know, you have everyone else you have to work for. You don't really get to do your creative vision. So what I also told these young designers, I'm like, if you are working on a personal project right now, you are failing yourself. I said, you have to always have your own creative world where you do your own things because your job will never give that to you. You are never going to go be able to do something amazing, amazing and like revolutionary in your job. And I've worked in the creative industry for over a decade. You have to have your own world, which is why I created La Femme Jojo, because that's my world. That's where I go to escape and I make all the things I want. No one tells me what to do and I'm happy. And that's like my happy place. And that's how you manage stress with creative things that are your own and they're nobody else's. So like, yeah, I, wow. I don't I care about this up with two hands and I've yeah, been talking Jojo about president. it. Jojo for president. And uh, yeah, I have the exact same experience. Uh, I've been working in kind of like my job is managerial slash there is a creative aspect to it. And you end up executing someone else's vision, someone else's brand image, someone else's brief. It's never what you want to say, basically. So you're kind of like a hand for hire mm-hmm. and you do the thing and you are a means to an end eight hours a day and you're helping to kind of establish someone else's dream so you're working for someone else's dream so that you can pay the rent but that's not what you want to do so if you're not taking the time to do what you want to do what are you doing you are working for someone else's dream and your your dream will not happen just because who works for your dream but you like who was going to come and work for your dream if if there is no one else coming to work for your dream you better step up because it's not going to happen on its on itself so that's what i'm also being created talking about in the past eight episode is that you have to have your own passion uh your practice is who you are and it's it's kind of your outlet to show who you are and what you want to say so this is essential whether you are working for someone else as a full-time artist or you're working in a unrelated industry um, even if your job is to draw you know commissions and things like that this is not going to be who you are and what you want to say and that's why i've been saying that having commissions is great but i'm not striving for it because it's kind of like it's an income and it's maybe something nice to say on your website but does it fulfill your creative you know passion and who you are no so it's good to have commissions but i don't think that if you do that all day every day you will be fulfilled as an artist and you will kind of execute your creative vision so that's why i'm so like she speaks to my heart right now jojo i love you you're the best uh this is very (laughs) important because many young uh, artists who are striving to get into you know full-time job as an artist full-time job as an artist you will get there and you realize that oh my god i'm just like doing slaving away at something that doesn't bring me any joy and you still have to go out and find the time to do your own thing so yeah, yeah. i just that this was very heated yeah. discussion that's not even discussion we're just very excited <laughs> about the same thing and yeah thank you so yeah, much we for saying, saying that well jojo like <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, say, in order to like manage stress, I think the best, most liberating thing you could do is just do like thing. release it. That's why how, how I learned to release it when I was in shitty job after shitty job, just different environments. I said, what happens when you don't care, when I don't assign my personal happiness or like success to this? What What makes you successful is not you having a job at X company. And I think in order to be successful, you have to really liberate yourself from worrying about stuff. And I think also 
something else that I've realized about myself and this phrase that you could say, compare and despair, which I have been notoriously good at is that you go through your Instagram feed and you're looking at all the people you wish you were like. And I used to be notorious about that the past few years, but I would find that I actually haven't looked at them in a really long time. If you can separate yourself from comparing yourself to other people, because that in itself creates stress. Why can't I draw like that? Why am I not good enough? Why don't I have that many followers? Like that is, you are creating your own stress. And the best way is to not care. If you suddenly release it and you just don't care what everyone else is doing, you are suddenly free, but you really have to be free. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to look at it. And then you go look at it later secretly. <laughs> you know, I think, I think, the best way to like not be stressful is to just not care about things mm. the way you did before, because then you can free yourself from fussing over those things and just focus on what you want to get do. inspired by something that's not on Instagram. You know, life is out there. There's so many mm-hmm. places back in time. You can go to a museum. You can re- like look uh, at. I can't. Don't say oh, you can't go, go to a museum. museum. You we could talk. Go, Stella. Okay, so, sorry. But in a perfect world, you could go to the museum. You can open a book. Hey guys, you can open a book. You can still open a book. Yeah, I've been opening a lot of books. <laughs> open the book. Uh, you know, explore. Look at textures. Go outside. There's so many ways you can get inspiration from. It's not the same 10 people that we all like scrolling through and being like, hi, I'm double tap. It's like, this is not what life is about. This is not what art is about. So if you're creating your own stress, realize that because 90% out of, you know, 100, we are creating our own stress. So Such a if, good point. if we yeah. kind of catch yeah. ourselves in the moment and be like, what am I doing? Could I not? And if you could not, then not, don't, you know, it's, <laughs> no one stops you because you started that stress. You better stop it. It's like, honestly, it's all in your own head and you're in control most of the time. Yeah. I think this is why it's really important for us. This, this episode um, is really talking about um, stress that comes with this is so hard to put into words so like you said if your day job like if you are a graphic designer or you work in the creative industry as a employed in-house employee you are going to be dealing with someone else's vision not your own personal project you know this isn't a passion project this is your work that you get paid to do when you're making a living off of your personal art say you exhibit in galleries and the the pure thing that you're creating is your own work and the gallery is selling it for you and that is how you make your money I guess what the closer that the art career gets to you so how if you're the self-director of um I'm a freelancer and this is my work and this is the work I'm selling or this is I'm in a gallery and this is the work I'm selling that's why it's so hard to differentiate and separate yourself from the stress because the stress is so reliant on you getting the work and you like creating the best work possible and all those things so you have to apply the same thing that Jojo said like you have to almost treat it as like okay you're hiring yourself to do this work um for the gallery right but you're you need to stop caring about whether it sells or whether it you know you kind of need to like put aside those stressful bits and be like okay my job is to make the work um and get passionate about making the work so it it obviously is so much harder when when you're not you know you don't have to worry because at the end of the day like if you're if you're a graphic designer you can you can go home at the end of the day and then that you can like let it be like that's that's what it was but I guess when you're like your own artist and you're reliant on yourself to make the money in the work um you have to kind of like 
figure out how um, to stop focusing on, I guess, the the technical side while you're creating like it's like try and put them into two separate slots like okay Monday's for accounting but Tuesday's for making art I don't know like this is this is like so hard to talk about because um it does depend what creative situation you're in like with your career and stuff but I, I mean I think Jojo said it all with the whole freeing yourself of your own stress that you create because you are still creating stress for yourself no matter who is paying you at the end of the day like you can let go of some of that stress for sure like just off the bat get rid of whatever is not serving you straight away um and then figure out okay is if i'm stressing about something can i do something about it and if i can't do something about it then you don't need to worry about it and if you can do something about it then go and do it do you know Mm. what i mean like that that's my two cents um jojo we were gonna ask you some other questions but you answered all of them so well in like your one summary so the other thing well, you know, I deliver yeah, one fell swoop. She just pulled the rug underneath us and we're like, wow, Georgia for president. But I, I, so I do have one thing to say. I don't want to not answer one of your do. questions. You, um, um, I think you said about the, you know, how do you deal with stress when you are successful? And though in my dark mood that I've been in since the pandemic, it's like, what success? I haven't had anything good happen to me in a million years. Um it's not a that's pretty true but (laughs) i would say for example right now i'm on a booking of freelance remotes excellent work from the living room and it's this big agency that's global and they have this big 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 diamonds client big money luxury it's what i do it as a profession so they've booked me and i'm like yes they chose me it's great it's really exciting and then when I was being briefed on the project, they basically have been working with his client and they've been death by a thousand revisions. And they were all counting on me to save their weary souls with fresh eyes oh. and new ideas. <laughs> you no can do it, Joe. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So like this, I was like so excited. I'm like, I got a job, I got booking, you know, here's someone make some money. And then when I found out why they hired me, immediate stress and fear, like, oh God, can I deliver what they need? Yeah. They need me and save the day it's terrifying immediately stressful and i think the first thing i did my natural reaction i said it's so interesting this is happening right before we have this podcast i think what you need to do when you are suddenly given an amazing project and you're suddenly very scared because it's Mm. stressful and you want to deliver you have to stop and just trust yourself you say i know this i'm good at this they've hired me because of the things that I'm good at. And you really just need to dive in and just start doing like, I had to start pulling research and references and I'm like, I'm amazing at this. And you have to like boost yourself up and be like, I'm on fire. Look at all this I did. <laughs> and then, you know, like you have to really talk to yourself in a positive way. And I think like, you know, I just like jumped into it and kept saying, you're good at this. You know, this, this is why they chose you. You have to just keep doing it and you just press on. And then you go for your first round of feedback and you're nervous. And then they're like, it's great. And you're like, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, I think when you are suddenly, you have an exciting project and something amazing is in front of you, you do immediately have that imposter syndrome. Mm. I'm not good enough. I'm going to fail. I'm not good. Like that's another way that stress enters. And even when you finally get something good, you must remember who you are. You must trust yourself and be confident in what you do. Because if you don't, then you're just going to fuck it up. Like you have to just trust yourself 
and just get to work. Yes, we talked about this recently and you have so nailed the point. She summed up all the episodes so far. Yeah, you don't need to listen to what was it, Stella? (laughs) Just listen to this episode. All of them, just Just don't listen to them. (laughs) Don't listen to any of the episodes. This is the one. Uh, So we talk about, okay, stress when you're unsuccessful and stress when you're successful. How do you think, when are you more stressful? When you are not successful or when you are? I told you, I am not stressful anymore. I am dead inside. I don't <laughs> care about anything. I actually feel very liberated at this time in my life. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's stressful to not be having the work and the comfort that you want. And I think that's something me and many, many people have dealt with over the past year. Like I used to be, you know, have tons of freelance work and, you know, it, it was more about choosing the best one. Now I'm like, I'll take anything <laughs> I can get. Um, <laughs> You know, and I think, I think uh, it does, it's just, uh, it's not, it's all a means to a very bad end if you just stress over things, because at the end of the day, those are things you cannot control. I cannot control if the sky is blue. I cannot control that there is a global pandemic and opportunities have changed. And I think you are allowed to have moments to be stressful. Like you can't tell yourself, I can't be stressed. Like you have to feel your emotions, but you know, acknowledge it, accept it, and then release it because stress will always be there. So I think, you know, I, it's just the best thing is just be totally chill about it and not care about the little things. And, and, you know, I think a good meditative technique is to express gratitude and be thankful for everything that you do have. And that's why my walks in the park, I'm all like, thank you for my life. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the experiences I've had that made me who I am. Oh, look, there's a swan. Thank you for that swan. Thank you for that flower. Like, I just think if you take a walk and your walk meditation is to be thankful for everything in your life, then like, you won't feel stressed about all the things that you cannot control. And it's just like, that's my meditative practice. So yeah, whether you are successful or not, like at the end of the day, I think you have to focus on living your happy life versus like everything else that you're worried about. Otherwise you just worry yourself to death and then it would not have been a very good life, was it? (laughs) Thank you, Jojo. Thank you for this podcast. I'm so grateful. Like this is my gratitude for the day. Three things you're grateful. Speaking to Jojo, having the swan and and still having Jojo on the podcast. Um, Can I just say before we get off this topic, you put it into words so well, because when you were like, oh, like um, you have to consider all the, like it, what is the worst that could happen like the the one mindset I used to get into when I was like at the peak of stress like I was on the verge of like an anxiety attack I was like I can't be any more stress and I used to just think right what's the worst that could happen right the world will keep turning if this all goes to shit you will still wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. you'll still get out of bed you'll still have a house like like th- it might be the worst thing that ever happened to like your art your career but you will still be there and it will be fine like you, you will you will just be fine so if you i guess if you're in that mindset of like the world will keep turning even if you're stressed like then you can start to be like, oh, it just just doesn't matter, right? You just have to do it. You just have to get on with it, like like you said, Jojo. Like you ju- and and we talked about this in the imposter episode, but you were totally right. Like the fear that comes with success is when you have to sit back and trust what you know deep down is that you can do it, so you are capable. So yeah, absolutely. And the gratitude thing is so true because yeah, be thankful for the swans, guys. Right? Like you you might not realize it, but the swans everywhere. Okay. <laughs> 
spot the swans. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's always about perspective. Like I think like when I was younger in school and I'd be very stressed and I'd catch up with my best friend who was in med school. And I'm like, yeah, I had a bad week and she let me ramble on about whatever's the most inconsequential shit. And I was like, how's your week? And she's like, yeah, I had a bad week. Two children died. So let's think about yeah. this. I have used this throughout career and it's when I was managing younger designers and they're stressed I said do you have anyone's life in your hands as your responsibility for this job no you have to design 10 marketing banners by 4 p.m okay like it like it like what we do is not no one's life is in our hands like and I think like that like you say like the world will keep on turning I think you really have to think about perspective like what we do is a luxury in our modern life like I think you know, and that goes ties that into gratitude. And I think when people are like so stressed and like, but like, really, what is the worst that could happen? Like, not like there are so many worse situations that other people are living in in their life. Like, that's why I always say thank you because you know I, I have the time to worry about whether or not my drawings are good. Or enough. Right or other blue. people, I don't have a house. Like, you know, I think it's all about your perspective and expressing gratitude to like what you have because that in a way is how you dissipate that stress i think you can get very stressed about stuff but if you just like manage the perspective a bit and just say like listen i have i have it pretty good mm. you know this is my hobby that i'm trying to make a career it's pretty damn good like don't stress about it and i think if you release all this stresses by having perspective and gratitude then you know what is there to stress about Amen. love that like really this is such a wake-up call for myself included sometimes i'm just so in my own head like making a big deal out of nothing when in reality the real stuff happening around you and real life consequences of who cares if your you know your shadow is in the right place or you know the, the shade of blue doesn't match with whatever so these are just small things and i i thank you very much for, for kind of sharing that with us because it really helps to bring life into perspective and seeing that what you think it's such a big deal is actually inconsequential and uh, you better you know drop it because it doesn't serve you any purpose so stress overall it can actually help sometimes uh, well i don't know if stress can help but sometimes uh stress and nervousness is confusing with like the excitement so the two the two feelings uh you know the adrenaline and that could be uh, forcing you to perform better in some circumstances but overall stress doesn't have any real purpose that is useful to you so there is no actual point of being stressed because you're not doing anyone any favors so yeah as a as a takeaway of this episode why are we stressing at all because what does it do what does it really do being stressed why why do we do that yeah i guess if you have to think about it is like if you've got something coming up you're stressed about think okay well i could get be stressed and not enjoy this whole thing or i can let go of the stress and then use this as a thing that you can actually look forward to like maybe welcome the idea of being like what if i looked forward to the stressful thing mm. like what if this was something that could be really good or enjoyable yes yeah, so you yeah flip it on its head if you can like for sure because that might be eye-opening for you to try doing that it's like when you invite people to be like mm. oh Right, what's the thing you hate about yourself the most? Right, what if you actually loved that? Like, imagine, just let yourself imagine what it would be like if you actually liked that thing, like you actually loved it. Um, it's the same with the stressful job for me. Like, I try and do that now to try and welcome the process of starting, I guess. Um, Jojo, we have one final question that I don't I don't think we actually have, have covered yet, but it was basically talking about um, when you do have workloads that you have to manage, like if you're having multiple jobs that you're booked for or things that are coming up um how do you like keep the creative energy high like the um 
like the thing that brings your flair to the work how do you keep that there throughout all those different situations right okay well i would say like with any workload that's like super super busy like we've always have to multitask and do a lot and i find that like being really organized is key to getting anything done i mean if you're just really messy and you don't really have a plan then then you'll become stressed because you realize there's like 10 things you forgot to do and it's like a burning fire of death right now and you're screwed Right. So I think what I always like to do is I organize things like what needs to be done. And then then you can categorize like what are the boring things I, you know, chores that I have to do. I like to get those out of the way because then you leave your space for your creativity. And I think it's important with that organized framework to arrange like to any project that you do. If you're very organized from the beginning and you kind of have your plan, then you just it allows you the space to be creative. Because I think organization is key. And that's why I think I've been quite good in my career is that because even though I'm very creative, I have like a logical organizational method as well. And that way I create the space that I can do it. So then then there's no mad dash at the end because you forgot to do a bunch of different things. And, you know, it's keeping that energy high. And it's also having your method for how you get inspired and how you're creative and for my career, I have what's called a swipe library. It's an inspiration library. I call myself a swipe master because I am the best. <laughs> because you have to be confident about yourself, yes. right? So, but, the, you know, totally. it is a monster library of inspirations that I have. And I and I have it for illustration as well, though, you know, with that compare and despair element, I kind of don't look at that anymore. But I think it's always really good you have your library of inspirations for things. So for like La Femme Jojo, what I've done is I have like a very interest it's like there's pinterest but then you should make your own personal folders of things and i have like the pictures of you know swans and in the park and then i have pictures of like venus and, and seashells and like these are all these like inspirational things so i make my own mood boards from my own images and it's kind of like my own world and then you can use that to reference in your work and you know that's like your creative space i always think mood boards are everything yes you have to make like life mood boards, like project mood boards. I think those are like the best way to like keep your energy going. Cause when you start a project, make a mood board for your vision of it. And so that way, as you're working, if you feel like you've lost your way, you go back to that home base and be like, right, I forgot to try this. I need to like go this way for a little bit. So I think you create a foundation and create your like creative base. I love that. A bit of a rant. No, I, I can vouch sense. for for Jojo being like the you know the pin master, the uh, inspiration mood board master. She's so good at that, and she can make it like in a like a lightning speed. Like the moment you turn up and there is already like 50, 50 stuff on the board, I'm like, what, what? When did that happen? Like she she's really good at that. So, and yeah. I I have to learn to adopt this strategy because for me it's uh, I'm kind of like go with the flow, but it really helps actually having visual reminders of some some kind of prompts to get your creativity going so i also would uh sign this that yeah finding inspiration whether it's online or uh, it could be you go on a walk you see the swan you know take a picture of the swan put it in your folder and it could serve as a reference so it doesn't have yeah. to always happen on pinterest there are so many yeah, ways and it exactly. actually helps if you go again open a book read about artists or the old artists or texture or textile grab some depending on what what the subject of your illustration but grab some images of things that are unusual because i think that the more uh, unique inspiration the more unique your work will be because i think in the end of the day if you're drawing everything you see on your instagram you end up looking like everyone else and that's not how you're being you know, unique. 
So mm, the more you, you branch out your inspiration, like keep your eyes open always. Don't yeah. don't get you know wrapped up in the in the circle of Instagram chain following and you know we, that refers ironic. to our. <laughs> this is so ironic because I actually keep my mood board on Instagram, which is sounds terrible right but but my i used to use pinterest and then i fell out with it um but but on in on instagram i follow like i follow thousands of people i look like i'm like one of the people that follow so you get a follow back i just don't i follow like hundreds of like artists writers photographers like filmmakers i love the wealth of creative inspiration you get with instagram so i follow like some really weird stuff and like some really dark stuff it's really fun stuff um, and then when like, I just save posts when I see something that strikes me and when I sc- I have like thousands of things saved and when I when I feel like I'm lo- losing the zing for the inspiration or like you said a project I'll go through and and like spark the okay what what's the aesthetic I'm looking for like what's um what color combinations stick out with me today like just it's just like it's like when you scroll through your feed you know you're not you're not filtering things but when you save the things that strike you um, maybe online, like on Pinterest or whatever platform you're using, then that can be a, a good way to pull your inspiration. Like like Jojo said, if you have a project, um, making a mood board is absolutely the, brilliant because you can get lost. Like as you go through that process and you kind of get lost in the technicalities, like, oh, they need this and, it, and we need to do this and I want to do this. You kind of forget where you started. So having the mood board just to like flick back to now and then or like pull a new idea from, um, I would totally vouch for that because I love doing that and I die without I my Instagram saved page. <laughs> I love how Jojo said like make uh, life uh, life mood boards for your life. Yeah, I mean that's goals. That's amazing. For your life. So this is what yeah. Okay, so this is what I would recommend to anyone because this is a mood board for your creative practice and then you can move it out into your life. But have you heard of Envision? No. Envision board. because that's the Envision E N Vision. It's a website where you can make mood boards in a different way. Like you upload the images and move them around. So you can make your own personal ones. It's a little bit different. I think like I use Pinterest in terms of like research, but I always build on the side because I'm a designer. I use InDesign and I'm all graphic design about it. But I think making, you can make a life mood board, but you could also just make like your artist mood board and what feels right to you like and having it live in a space because like I save a lot and categorize a lot on Instagram too but maybe someday when you because I think like when you say you're intuitively like you're drawn to the things that are important to you that inspire you and years and years and years ago when I was in my master's degree I saved stuff all the time saved no this is before that save 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 on the internet this is before pinterest tumblr days early things so i just started saving things and then i looked at this folder of hundreds of images and i thought how will i categorize it and when i was like putting everything i realized that the general thread of everything that i was drawn to was fashion related like fashion typography and french vogue and like editorials and that's how i determined like you love fashion you're going to work in fashion and it was this interesting like subconscious thing that i did that i was just drawn to all those images so as an artist i think for your inspiration like save the things that you're really drawn to like la femme jojo like she likes swans and feathers and girly things that's like a, a, an imaginary persona of a person that like i'd be like if i lived in a world of gucci you know these are the things that i save and if you just save all these different interesting things then make a mood board that's like object I like, rooms that I like, 
you know, things that excite me, things that make me happy, things that I think are crazy, colors that speak to my soul. Then you can even think about yourself, like outfits I like, makeup I like. Like you, you can go wild on mood boards for your life, but I think it's like a meditative practice. I think it's it can help you feel a bit less stressful in the future if you don't know what to do you go back to your mood board that you created at a peaceful time like i think mood boards for meditation should be the new thing mm. oh that's cool that's a yeah meditation yeah fun word for that but that sounds so fun do you know what you, what you said about um it being like a art or like an artistic persona almost like i feel like we need an episode talking about this because I think it's so interesting to look at um, like online personas and who you put yourself out. Like you said, you created La Femme Jojo as a, a creative outlet to kind of explore all those things that you'd like um, on paper, really, I guess. But I think it's so interesting because your, your whole creative, your whole identity as a person is wrapped up in your artwork, I think, often. Especially if you work in, if you don't work in the commercial side of art, if you work in a lot of, like you're creating a lot of personal work, I guess. Um, but it's so sometimes like that's a healthy thing and sometimes it's very unhealthy to be completely unseparated from your artistic persona. Um, but it's a good way to like, like Jojo said, explore yourself, like explore what you're drawn to, what you want to be working with every day. Um, the sort of work you want to be making. Cause that I, I certainly noticed things about myself from my saved page that I was like, wow, like you really like that sort of thing. And I didn't consciously think about it. I just actually was like, obsessed with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I ju- you, you've just spurred so many ideas in my head about talking yeah. about artistic persona and creating. It's this like a drag been... persona. Like, it's like a whole <laughs> other thing to creatively express yourself in a way that maybe you can't do in your personal life. Um, yeah, just fascinating to me. Jojo is so inspiring and I really like yes. your honesty. I think it might be due for another episode late, like later on. <laughs> I oh, think I would always come and say random stuff to inspire That's... the souls out yes. there. Yes, we need all the random Please stuff. Do. We take inspiration where, where we can get it, basically. And for the cat followers out there, we did have Fluffy on my lap for a short brief moment. She was interested in hear a little bit about mood boarding because she has some tuna. Uh, images she wants to save and uh yeah but she didn't want to actually speak because you know she's not paid enough yeah we missed her completely last episode right as we turned the microphone off she was like hi we're gonna talk now yep that's how it is they you know they never do what you want them to do that's cats for you we'll try get the finale for you with the full cat chorus going on (laughs) i don't know what i should bribe them with because they're really not cooperating catnip Think we should bring out the cat. Well, I did have some. We, it doesn't. They don't care. They don't care for really? drugs. Nope. Wow. <laughs> high maintenance. <laughs> Very high maintenance. But this has been a brilliant episode. I'm really, really yeah. happy we had Jojo on. Like I said, I'm a ma- massive fan. If it's up to me, we have Jojo every episode. So if she's up for it. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys found this episode liberating and inspiring because I, I for me i really really could benefit from hearing that you just you can be dead inside and you don't have stress <laughs> it's like it never occurred to me that this is an option that uh, me up. <laughs> yep so that was absolutely useful in my books and now fluff is being annoying of course <laughs> i think it's a, it's time to wrap this up guys before the cats take over so thank you so much for listening uh thank you jojo for being yes. with us today thank you, jojo. and my See you next time, guys. 
See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Art Mode. You can now find us on all major streaming platforms. If you love the podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a five-star review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of next time. Find us on Instagram at Art Mode Podcast and catch up with us on our pages at Stella Visual and Rebecca Fennelly.